This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast for Monday, June 6, 2022, looking at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, insight, perspective from members of the Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee. Trevor Nargis, Investment Management Specialist, welcome. Thank you, sir. Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist, welcome to you. Thank you. So on a SWAT podcast, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And Trevor, we'll start with strengths. One thing that I wanted to address right off the bat was the non-farm payrolls uh, data that we got last week. So we increased by 390,000 in May, well above the 328,000 estimate. I think that just points to how strong the labor market is right now. Definitely something to keep an eye on going forward, something that the Fed is watching as well. Actually, that was one of my strengths is uh, labor market initial claims, what to watch for this Thursday, as a matter of fact, expected to be around 205,000. So remain strong. The one comment I'd make on that that's going to be a segue into weaknesses or potential weaknesses, the JOLTS index. If there was an index that spiked and would be a good trade, but it's not a tradable security, be that JOLTS index. When it spikes like that, I expect job openings to start declining with the deceleration in the economy. And that'll bring the labor market and supply demand together, but it's going to start with the, the JOLTS job opening index. Unemployment rate held at 3.6%. I mean, the more encompassing jobless rate edged a little higher. It hit like 7.1% based on last week. I guess, how are you looking at that? How are you evaluating that? Every week or every month that comes out, for the longest time, as long as I can remember, reconstructing the Unemployment Bureau of Labor Statistics and how that is calculated, you can clearly see that labor participation is key. And there's a dynamic going on there, and there's sort of a trade-off in the unemployment rate and labor participation. So if you got much more labor participation, you'd actually have a higher unemployment rate. You know, what we're looking for is some difference or significant change in labor participation. So strong labor market, definitely a strength that we see right now. I think more on the market side of things as opposed to the economic side of things is, as we're recording this, it's the morning of June 6th. There's some news that's been coming out about improving China sentiment across the board, fewer COVID restrictions, regulatory easing, uh, some additional stimulus there. There's been talks of the U.S. possibly lifting some import tariffs on China as well. So we could see that as a tailwind here in the short term great point that the market cycle and economic cycle are two different animals. Market obviously leading the economy by 6-12 months. Move on to weaknesses? Yeah, I'll let you take a stab at it first. I tend to use these podcasts to look ahead, and I look ahead to consumer credit. It's going to be reported on Tuesday. It averages around 6.5% as a percentage of GDP. It zoomed up to 33% in April of 2020, of course, with the pandemic and all the stimulus. It rose again in March of 21 with more stimulus, but it's been falling ever since. And so it's fallen to 6% at the beginning of the year to 4.4% currently, meaning consumer credit is rising, savings is declining. And that's the, the fuel for the economy is, is the consumer credit and, and savings. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of fuel, too, that's another weakness, right? I mean, right. We've, we've been seeing oil costs continuing to go up here. Not that there couldn't be any sort of relief to that issue anytime soon. But again, ongoing weakness. I know we've said this the past few times that we've been recording this, rising inflation just across the board. It's, it's starting to hit the everyday consumer, prices at the pump, prices at the grocery store, so on and so forth. I think another weakness here, not to do a hard pivot, but one thing that I was paying attention to last week is that we're in the month of June. 
that might be a weakness in and of itself. June is historically a pretty weak month on record. Going back 50 years, it's it's been one of the one of the weakest months throughout the whole year. Now that's kind of shifted a little bit in the past 10 years, but there's also been a different monetary policy regime in these past 10 years. Been extremely accommodative. There's been a great deal of support from the Fed. Now we're kind of stepping into a more restrictive, hawkish Fed. I mean, I could see that weakness kind of playing out here, but time will tell. By weakness, you mean weakness in the market. That's typically the case, especially in a midterm year. I'd expect the market to trade weak in the summer months and then uh, possibly rally on news the Fed may be pulling back on interest rate hikes I think we talked about last week. This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. We've covered strengths and weaknesses. Now on to opportunities. You know, we're starting to see inflation expectations coming down. So we have retailers with excess inventory, semiconductor chip shortage starting to ease because supply chain's coming back online. So we could start to see somewhat of an ease in these supply chain bottlenecks. Another thing, too, is increased oil production from OPEC if they exclude Russia here. So I guess what opportunities do do we kind of see there, Todd? Well, I'll stick with the inflation theme. I have that actually as still a threat. But staying on opportunities, I see opportunities, and we've talked about it a couple of weeks ago, in the small cap in growth areas, select growth, but small caps in particular, they were trading off about 35% off their highs since November, and then uh, rallied in the last week or two, down about 22%. And so we're seeing opportunities in the small caps, the valuations are much more reasonable than their large cap counterparts uh, for what it's worth, and I'd expect that to continue. Yeah, you know, I think the view is pretty much, I don't want to say unchanged, but very similar to what we were talking about just a week ago. As far as what we're seeing, you know, we like to think long term here. So seeing opportunities in that small cap space in solid, robust, large cap growth names that are oversold, things of that nature. It's really somewhat the same from last week. Now we move to threats. What I got for threat is CPI expected to be about the same this coming week. It's going to be reported on Friday around 8.2%. I mentioned last time that these are annualized monthly numbers. So this is month to month annualized. So you could have an annualized number that declines by the end of the year, but still a threat. Higher inflation, you certainly see it at the pump with now moving in the summer and the driving season, not looking for any relief in, in gas prices. That is definitely reflected in the Michigan consumer sentiment numbers and will be this Friday as well. So those numbers come out this Friday, and the and the uh, one indicator of interest is the Michigan Survey on Inflation Expectations. So you got five and ten year inflation break even, something we look at that's put out by the Federal Reserve, and those actually perked up a little bit in the last couple of weeks. They're sitting around three percent on the five year expectations, a little lower on the ten year. But what that means is that inflation expectations at least in a broader sense, are still anchored around that 3%. What the Fed worries about is that it gets unleashed from that 3% and inflation expectations rise. That's why that Michigan consumer sentiment inflation expectations component is really important. Look for that on Friday. Another thing to watch there is going to be the rate of change, too. I know we talked about that last week, but looking at the rate of change in inflation, not just is it high, is it not, but looking at how that data continues to to change going forward here. The other one is financial conditions index. Not, it kind of flies under the radar, reported every Wednesday, financial conditions index. That also is put out by the Fed. And 
as we start rolling off uh, the balance sheet and we got the Fed rate hikes, watch for that and understand that index, I think, is, is important because it has implications for the bond market and floating rate securities, et cetera. Uh, another threat, I, I think, is what some of the private sector CEOs like Elon Musk and others have brought up about the, suggesting a hurricane event type of thing with the economy. It really means that you're pulling forward the probability of recession by end of the year, where many of the major brokerage firms are talking end of 23. And um, so I pay attention to that as a possible threat, and then we'll see what we got next week. One thing I'd back up to is Todd's point on financial conditions, and those may be getting a little tougher here. Last week, we just saw the Fed start quantitative tightening. So what that's going to do is that's going to pull some liquidity from the markets. Typically, not something that they receive too well. Typically poses a headwind in the short term here. Central banks across the board are getting more restrictive. And the Fed stated that they may need to go into restrictive territory to tame inflation. I think the threat there, and this is something that we've talked about as an investment committee, is the possibility that the Fed may see that they need to be more restrictive, but they could very well overdo it. And that could pull forward that probability of a recession like Todd was alluding to. Great point. Last thing I'd add on to that, the Fed is ahead of the other central banks around the world. You kind of just mentioned that briefly. But the other central banks are, are in a catch-up mode with our Fed in raising rates. And one, you know, the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, the Australian, Canadian central banks are all looking to tighten in these coming months. And that spells weaker dollar on the horizon, which in, in and of itself, because of the propensity to consume imports, the American economy might be looking at a some support under that higher inflation rate. I hate to say it, but uh, again, that's, there seems to be more threats than, than anything else right now. Trevor Nargis, Investment Management Specialist, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist, thank you. Thank you. This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAD Podcast, Monday, June 6, 2022. Thanks for listening. Annex Wealth Management, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect on those of Annex Wealth Management, LLC. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice or a recommendation or a solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risk. Neither Annex Wealth Management LLC nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.